Welcome to The Green Rush, a podcast about the intersection of cannabis, the capital markets, and culture. On a weekly basis, hosts Ann Donahoe and Nick Opich of KCSA Strategic Communications speak with the business leaders, financial experts, cultural icons, legislators, and generally interesting people moving the cannabis industry forward. This week, Ann and Nick speak with Blake Godlove, founder and CEO of eTerra Foods a sports nutrition company focused on creating delicious and functional snacks by leveraging nature and innovative technology. Their product, the After Bar, is the first non-hemp-derived CBD-powered muscle recovery protein bar with 0% THC, which also supports athletic performance. Ann and Nick sat down with Blake to learn more about non-hemp-derived CBD, competing for customers in the highly competitive CBD space, and his predictions for the future of the industry in 2021 and beyond. So don't sit back, lean forward, and enjoy our conversation with Blake Godlove. Today, we're talking to Blake Godlove, the founder and CEO of Viterra Foods, which is the creator of the After Bar, which is the first non-hemp-derived CBD-powered muscle recovery protein bar. Uh, so we don't typically have brands on. We do sometimes. Uh, but we are really interested in, in the generation of the idea of a product and the entrepreneurship behind the product. So we found what you guys are doing um, to be really interesting, both from um, a, a CPG perspective um, and a CBD perspective. So lots of letters in there. So um, Blake, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Can you tell us a little bit, first of all, about yourself? Who are you and how did you get into cannabis? Cannabis. Yeah. So I, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity and I'm super excited to be talking to you guys about this. Um, so yeah, I'm from DC, Maryland area, uh, moved out to Los Angeles about two years ago. But uh, before I did that, I was doing luxury goods brokering. So I was working with um, high-end jewelry firms for custom pieces for clients, as well as uh, resale of, of jewelry. Um, I pivoted into the CPG and CBD space about three years ago um, with the generation uh, of this idea uh, and kind of fully dedicated it to myself, you know, upon moving to Los Angeles full time. So the idea for the after bar really came from a lack of functionality and flavor in one product in the protein bar category. So I'm sure you guys have had, you know, so many protein bars over the past, you know, five or six years with, you know, their heightened popularity that, you know, taste like hell, you know, but serve <laughs> a function or, you know, they taste amazing, but, you know, the macronutrient ratios are so off and the ingredients are, are terrible for you. So I saw an opportunity there. You know, I was personally eating so many of the bars that, you know, I'm like, I, I can't take this anymore. I need to start making these for myself. And and to be honest, my first creations were not very good. You know, they were all <laughs> in my kitchen. Were they like in your kitchen? Yeah. yeah was, <laughs> okay. was, you know, in, in the kitchen and, you know, I'm not a food chemist or a food scientist by, by trade. So, you know, it was definitely. But it's how many cannabis entrepreneurs get started with food is in their kitchen. So. Yes. Yes. So from there, you know, I was already taking CBD uh, oil tinctures for muscle recovery and, and you know, post-workout for social anxiety, for you know, muscle soreness and 
I just wasn't the biggest fan of the mouthfeel of the tinctures. Um, and like two, three years ago when the CBD industry was first exploding, you know, there wasn't a ton available in like the Maryland DC area. So, you know, I was, I was stuck with, you know, head shop level CBD tinctures. And, um, I decided, you know, why don't I just replace the, the fats in the bar with the fats of the MCT oil of the tincture. Um, and that was, you know, the first kind of iteration of what is now the after bar. I, I mean, and you're, you're a pretty in shape guy, <laughs> you know, so, so how did this, um, fit really into your life? Like, did you decide to, you know, take a career turn to focus more on fitness and this kind of fell into it? Or was it the bar that drove the fitness or were, were they complementary? Uh, you know, kind of along the same path? So, you know, I never wanted to, or growing up, I was never like, you know, I want to run a food company. I want to, I want to focus on fitness and wellness. Like that wasn't really part of my, you know, 10 year plan or 20 year plan. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, I was really tired of, of selling and, you know, working on other people's projects and, and selling their products. And I wanted to create something, you know, in my own right. And so with that came the, you know, the genesis of the concept of the after bar, which, you know, we focus so much, our, our intention is to focus so much on wellness, fitness, and, you know, overall, um, all pillars of wellness. So it's more so it came after the fact, the, the fitness aspect. Well, was, I was going to say, well, let's talk more about the launch of this. You, you mentioned that you first became interested, uh, you know, when CBD started to, to really explode a couple of years ago. Now you have this product. Um, the CBD category is a really crowded one. How do you, uh, you know, thinking about that from over the last couple of years, how do you make your products stand out, um, you know, compared to other CBD based protein bars or just other CBD products. So with our CBD, we don't use uh, cannabis or hemp derived CBD. So we partnered with a bioscience firm called Pureform Global, um, and they created the world's first non hemp derived CBD. So it's actually from uh, citrus terpenes rather than hemp or cannabis. Um, and the process that they use is proprietary. So it's, it's not able to be easily replicated. Um, so with that, we're able to ensure that there's never any THC in our product, um, even with, you know, isolation, uh, or isolate, there is a chance because of its derivation with citrus derived, there's, there's never a chance it would have to be an act of God where, you know, a THC meteorites fall from the sky <laughs> and, and, and in the lab, if that was the case, I'd be out with my tongue out. <laughs> so... Uh, so that's one point of differentiation. The other point of differentiation is what I mentioned before with flavor and functionality, where I think a lot of other, not that there are many other um, CBD protein bars, but they just focus on the novelty factor of CBD within a protein bar. They don't really, they didn't take the time to build out proper macronutrients or, or look to see what people actually wanted. They just, I, in my opinion, kind of threw something together. Like, I don't know that Ann or I have ever heard of non-hemp-derived CBD. Can you talk more about what that is and how it differs from CBD that, you know, we typically would go and pick up from, uh, from the store or dispensary? Absolutely. So the difference between hemp and cannabis-derived CBD versus pure-form CBD is its derivation. So 
Pureform CBD is derived from citrus, um, and more specifically, you know, a byproduct of the juicing industry. Um, so we start out with, or they start out with citrus rinds, break it down to citrus oil, and then to citrus terpenes. Um, the terpene molecule is very similar in molecular structure to that of the CBD molecule. So through a proprietary process, they synthesize the molecule. Um, in doing so, instead of you know, starting out with hemp or cannabis that takes, you know, a, I, I don't know the exact figure, I think it's 15 or 18 gallons per ounce of, of raw material, um, we're near carbon net zero uh, because we're starting with a byproduct of a different industry and the process itself does not take up a lot of energy. Um, so the end result is the safest, most reliable form of CBD to ever be on the market. So you're basically like hanging out behind Jamba Juice. <laughs> I'm not, but... <laughs> Somebody is. <laughs> Somebody is. Not Jamba Juice, but um, cool. different yeah. lateral move. <laughs> it, it's, okay. it's, it's so interesting, though. I, I uh, can get very interested in, in food science, and so this whole approach, making sure that it's carbon neutral, I think it is really interesting. Is this something that you are really making a big point in, in your marketing compared to competitors? Is this something that like the, your, your consumers have found, uh, as a very interesting aspect of what you guys are doing? They have, and we have been promoting it, but our focus right now is just pure brand awareness, um, and informing the public of our product. I think the, the new, not nuances, but the, the other, you know, value propositions are going to come into play as we you know grow with awareness. Well, do you have an idea of how much waste already exists in the CBD industry? I mean, there's been a number of articles written over the last couple of months just about the lack of green and lack of sustainable practices that that exist within the cannabis industry. And so I'm wondering, do you have any additional insights into that? I don't have any exact figures, but to me, the the existing protocols within the cannabis and hemp industry are a lot like you know, the, how Chevrolet did like the flex fuel or like the, the green fleets where, you know, it's not really doing much more to, to help the environment or reduce, you know, the carbon footprint. It's just good branding. You know, you talk about, uh, this synthetic, um, CBD molecule derived from, uh, citrus terpenes. I would imagine that that would lend itself to other types of products. So if, if you're not after the the fitness community, um, you know, or the wellness community, which feels like this is the path you guys are on, are there other products in the pipeline that you guys are maybe working with that you can give us a sneak peek, even in a general sense? Right now, we're focused a lot on muscle recovery and post workout recovery. Um, however, there are you know sister products um, that are also utilizing pure form CBD. Um, there's Nova Pure, which is a, um, a patch, a CBD patch, and I believe it's 70 milligrams per patch, but I could be misquoting that. Um, there's Prism, which is a beverage, a, a carbonated beverage. Um, and then there's one more that I'm forgetting, and I, I apologize to them for that, but um, but there are sister products that, that are great accompaniments to, to our existing product line. And what is it about CBD that facilitates this muscle recovery? So CBD has incredible anti-inflammatory effects. And whenever you work out, your body is producing lactic acid. Um, and the 
benefit of or the CBD helps to clear that lactic acid out of the muscle tissues. Huh. Well, I have to say, I tried one yesterday and it was delicious. I have my little care pack here. I tried the, you've got a couple flavors. You've got the dark cherry, dark chocolate cherry matcha, which was delish. Um, you've got the uh, antioxidant berry fusion, and then you've got the um, original harvest trail. So these are the three that you guys have launched with. Yes, those are our three initial, but we have another three coming out soon. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I have to say, the I don't know how we're going to beat the dark chocolate cherry matcha, though. That one has been so popular. So good. Yeah, so right before launch during spring training, um, we sent 17 MLB teams um, care packages that were full master cases, so 72 bars. And by far, the dark chocolate cherry matcha was, you know, a, a hit. So we're going to have to really, really, you know, plot all the stops in order to <laughs> to create some amazing flavors for these next three. Let's talk about that. You just mentioned launching this year. Obviously, we've been in the throes of the COVID pandemic over the last year. How has it been trying to prepare everything for launch? I can't imagine that you went into March 2020 thinking, all right, we're going to launch March 2021 and we're going to have this new product and launch it during a pandemic and all that. How have you managed this last year? Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you basically just said what every other CEO has thought when we have asked them that question. I was, uh, who interviewed me last week? Um, it was a oh, sports business journal. Uh, they interviewed me and asked the same questions, you know, revolving around um, the pandemic and, and how our brand has adapted or had to adapt rather uh, to it. And Really, I think everything that we initially planned on, we had to completely throw out the window. I mean, you cannot do any activation events. You know, in-person sampling is is more or less, you know, taboo everywhere. Um, trade shows were were non-existent up until I want to say like a month ago they started back up. Um, so we really had to adapt, you know, the way we attack the market. Uh, to a huge extent, I, I didn't really want to rely on a lot of influencer marketing and affiliate marketing, but that's something we've had to do in order to garner brand awareness. Um, and it's been successful, but um, it wasn't what I initially wanted to do. I wanted to do things that were more organic, like uh, like the activation events. Um, and I wanted to really get out there and sponsor, you know, races and different sorts of, you know, sports events. And it just obviously is not happening. Well, what is, so what does the future look like for you then in terms of, you know, the world is starting to open up, um, you know, you have this kind of baseline foothold from, from the influencer community. Um, tell us a little bit about what your growth strategy looks like. So we're going to now pivot into kind of the original plans of, of doing these activation events and, you know, boots on the ground, uh, you know, kind of brand awareness strategy. But we have to find a, you know, a good way to, to segue that, you know, because it's difficult to, you know, have all, you know, not all of your marketing resources, but, uh, you know, a good majority of them dedicated to uh, not in-person garnering to now we want to be, like I said, boots on the ground. So it's, it's slowly but surely, you know, we're going to start doing that and based in being based in Los Angeles, um, definitely been really slow to open everything back up. So I know, I don't believe that the LA marathon is happening this year. Um, a lot of in-person sporting events have been you know, limited or 
you know, not happening whatsoever, at least, you know, on the, the smaller side. So like, you know, 5Ks, no, you know, triathlon, stuff like that. But, you know, the Dodgers are still playing. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I want to see the the FDA, the way that they have um, treated or not treated S, uh, CBD has been um, a source of consternation for uh, a lot of people. I mean, you get, uh, you know, there's been companies that have gotten cease and desist letters. Um, you know, you're really not allowed to say, um, you know, make any medical claims. Um, and I think that a lot of people have eyes on the end of this year for the CB for the for the FDA um, to really make a call on CBD. Um, can you lend any insight there? So I think the the FDA is going to make a decision by the end of this year. Um, they're being pressured heavily by you know, big pharma lobbyists who want to use CBD for um, pharmaceutical applications. And there's already one drug I, I can't recall the name. Epidiolex. Yes, thank you <laughs> for um, epilepsy, and I think they want to expand upon that. Uh, which you know, of course, who wouldn't? I mean, CBD has some incredible benefits. You know, however, we can't make those medical claims, but big pharma can. Um, so, yeah, I believe they're going to make a decision by the end of the year um, to enforce regulation because there have been a lot of people who have lied about their milligram content about. Um, you know, just overall purity and reliability of their products. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of people have been getting cease and desist, not because they're operating as true and honest businesses, but rather, you know, they're just trying to get into the, you know, the burgeoning CBD industry. I think so, that's, that's interesting that the point you bring up there about uh, competitors not being totally forthright in, in their claims and, and different things like that. When you're talking with consumers or potential partners, what is it that you most want them to understand about the benefits of CBD and the benefits of these products? That the benefits of CBD are overarching beyond you know, just muscle recovery or just you know anxiety. I mean, there are so many different physical and mental benefits. Um, we're, we're talking about the competitors in the marketplace that, that aren't being forthright or making false claims, doing things like that, that's got to be very confusing for your end consumer, the person that you're trying to reach and, and let them know about how your product works and can, and can influence their daily life. How do you communicate with, with your consumers to, to make sure that they're getting the right information and that they're getting the right educational resources to help them make an informed decision? So when we say that we're the safest, most reliable form of of CBD on the market or utilize it rather, we back that up with COAs where you can see third-party an analysis um, from third-party labs showing that we are 100% pure, showing macronutrients, showing um, our CBD content down to uh, each lot or each batch of bars. And it's right on the 20 milligram mark. Um, I don't see anyone or a lot of other companies other than like Charlotte's web publishing any of that, uh, especially undoctored ones, you know, so we, we back up our claims of, of having the safest, most reliable, you know, purest form of, of CBD on the market, um, through educating and by backing up those claims with, with our COAs. So we are, we try to be as transparent as possible with our consumers. And that's something that you don't see in a lot of industries, you know, primarily CBD. We ask this question of everybody. Um, 
What's the big headline that you think the media is missing when it comes to the CBD category or when it comes to the wellness category? Or um, what would you like to open, you know, the Sports Business Journal or Muscle and Fitness? I don't know. Is that a publication? Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. Fitness Magazine. And what, what's the, the, the headline to the article that you want to see there? The dream headline. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see the FDA require further transparency with brands. Um, I think that we consumers, you know, we as consumers, as well as, you know, us as businesses, we have a duty to, to provide transparency and consumers, you know, have a, um, that's what I'm looking for. It's owed to them. Transparency is owed to them as a consumer. Blake, before we let you go, I've got uh, two more questions for you. There should be quick and easy ones. Uh, first, looking ahead for the rest of 2021, even into 2022, what has you most excited for Etera Foods? And then also tell our listeners where they can find your products. I'm most excited to have the world open back up more and just be on the street and see an absolute stranger with you know, an after bar in hand. I honestly, that would be, and it's a bit self-serving when it comes to the business, but you know, I, that's a dream of mine. You know, we've, I've spent two and a half, three years of my life, you know, focused on building this out and putting so much care, dedication, you know, blood, sweat, tears, yada, yada, like the typical spiel, um, into this. And I just can't wait to, to be, to be out and about and, and see it in the hands of someone. Um, we've been getting a lot of, user-generated content back with people, you know, lauding us as, as such an incredible product for, for their muscle recovery, loving our flavors, loving the functionality. And I can't wait to be out in public and just see someone, you know, actually enjoying one. And where can people find them? So we're available on theafterbar.com. Uh, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, at theafterbar, uh, on Pinterest, on YouTube with the same at. Uh, and then Twitter, unfortunately, we weren't able to nab the after bar at. So it's the underscore after underscore bar. Um, so maybe whoever whoever has that, I think his name's Mark or something. I don't know why. He, if you want to, hey, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> we got a deal for you, buddy. Yeah. After bars for life if you give up your at. Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty so, good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks again to Blake Godlove, founder and CEO of Etera Foods. Make sure you check them out at theafterbar.com. And as always, thanks for listening to The Green Rush. If you want to chat with Ann or I, you can find us on Twitter at the handle at the underscore Green Rush or on Instagram at the Green Rush underscore podcast. Shoot us an email at greenrush at kcsa.com. Um, and make sure you subscribe to our newsletter and to The Green Rush in your favorite podcatcher. That's one take, Shay. One take.